Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 682. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about the crazy compounding of millionaires and billionaires. Because that's what it is, crazy compounding rates to get to become a billionaire. And it doesn't necessarily take crazy rates to become a millionaire or multimillionaire. And we'll talk about the differences between the two. But I thought it would be fun to do an episode where we just talked about different types of compounding from one extreme to the other. Because a lot of people really don't see that they can become a millionaire in their lifetime. And you absolutely can but it requires discipline and it requires that you're a decent investor. You don't have to be a wizard. You don't have to be the best investor in the world. You just have to follow some of the tried and true methods. In fact, it's when people veer outside of those things and try and take too many shortcuts that disaster can happen. But oftentimes people ask, how can I get to high rates of compounding? And they don't see the opportunities that are available to them. The one that I think is the most logical, easiest, least time consuming for people is the stock market because it doesn't take a lot of time to learn and you can get to 10% regular rates of compounding pretty easily, at least if history holds true and there's no guarantee that past performance is going to be any indication of future results. I have to say that. There's a lot of reason to believe that The decade ahead is going to be a very exciting decade because of all the new technological advancements that are coming out, a lot of breakthroughs in different industries. You know, we lived through our parents' time and our grandparents' time when high technology was a dishwasher and a toaster, (laughs) and then it got to be a plane. And now it's going to be perhaps trips to outer space, being able to fly to your destination yourself. Maybe it's curing all kinds of diseases. There's all kinds of exciting things that are in the works for this decade. And that means that there's investment opportunity that could be even greater than what we've seen in the past. So right now, when we look at interest rates, it can be pretty depressing to look at a bank interest rate of 0.25% in a cash account or a CD. Certainly 1.5% on a 10-year treasury bond investment is meager and definitely below where we've been for many, many years. Some people say this is a 5,000-year low in interest rates. So with interest rates on interest-bearing accounts being at all-time lows, and in fact, $17 trillion of money overseas is at negative interest rates, meaning you have to pay them to hold your money. This is a crazy time for interest and compounding and to have this conversation. And that's why I thought it was so important to talk about. Because if you are disciplined enough to be investing in your 401k, that's not enough. 
because you can put money in your 401k and it goes into your cash account at 0.25% interest, it would take you over 100 years to equal what the S&P 500 equaled last year in one year. So the decisions that you make with your investing and where you're compounding and how you're compounding your money are one of the most important decisions you can make for wealth building. And it's going to be the difference between you retiring early or not retiring at all. One of the reasons why I've chosen the stock market to teach compounding and to show people how to invest is because you can get to those double-digit interest rates, those 10% average rates of return year in and year out over the long term. And in fact, we've been doing even better than that. The last five years, the stock market, the S&P 500, has averaged 12.5% returns for five years. So if you just started investing five years ago, you're already well ahead of the 10% average. And you might think you have to get to astronomical rates of return to become a billionaire. Well, that's true if it's going to happen in a short period of time, but if it's going to happen over a couple of decades, Warren Buffett did that at about an average 26% rate of return per year. It didn't take astronomical rates of compounding for him to become a billionaire or even for him to become the world's richest man. And that's why I don't like it when I hear people make claims of tripling your money every year guaranteed. If they could do that, they would be the richest person in the world. In fact, many hedge fund managers who invest money for the wealthiest people in the world are having even a difficult time keeping up with the S&P 500 index. Many of them have had to close their hedge funds because they can't outperform the index. And this is the problem with mutual funds as well. Mutual fund managers charge extra fees to try and outperform an average index return and they're having a difficult time doing it. That's why ETFs have become so ubiquitous. Their fees are low and they earn the index averages because it's very difficult to outperform the averages. But you know what? Fortunately, the averages are doing really well, so you don't have to outperform the averages. Getting the average return is actually going to make you very, very wealthy over time. So why did I want to talk about crazy rates of return if we don't need them? Well, I thought it would be fun to visit some returns that billionaires have achieved because we get all caught up in trying to find an average return of 10% and thinking that that's difficult. Meanwhile, business owners are out there compounding in the thousands of percents. And that's one of the reasons why I encourage you to start a side hustle because you never know you could be one of those businesses that turn into a business that is compounding at thousands of percents. And I wrote about this in my Wealthairist book too, just to talk about interesting compounding numbers and thinking outside the box and thinking bigger than just what the bank is going to pay you. I like to look at the Inc. 5000, Inc. Magazine, INC, has the Inc. 5000 every year that they publish, and they're the 5,000 fastest growing companies in the US. And seeing what some of the returns are for those businesses is fascinating. I love looking at it. So let me tell you what the Inc. 5000 rates of compounding were for the top 10 businesses who were growing their business from 2015 to 2019. So this is a four year compounding total. I'll start with number 10. 
the number 10 business was NOM, and it compounded over four years at 11,996%. Wow. Providence Healthcare, 12,565. Connected Solutions Group, 12,701%. Bear Mattress, 13,481%. Kano Health, 14,183%. Perpay, 18,166% since 2015. Lady Boss, 21,850%. CC's Veggie Company, 23,880%. Frightways, 30,548%, and the number one performer on the Inc. 5000 from 2015 to 2019 was Freestar, that compounded at 36,680%. Now, these are probably all private companies. Some of them may go public in the future, perhaps, but that's not really my focus here. The focus is just to talk about the crazy compounding rates. And in my Wealth Heiress book, I talked about my favorite entrepreneur of all time. Her name is Zhao Quinfei, and she's a Chinese woman who lost her mother at a young age when she was five or six. Her father got into an industrial accident, lost a finger, and couldn't really work. And she had to drop out of school at age 16 to work in the factories. She was making a dollar an hour at a watch lens factory. You know, the glass that goes on top of a watch? Well, it wasn't long between her family members and she putting together some of the money they saved and starting to create their own factory of glass. And soon they decided to manufacture glass for telephones and for touchscreen glass. And soon their company started to grow and grow and grow. And Zhao Quinfei became the richest woman in the world, worth eight billion dollars. Now, it's hard to calculate her rate of return, but let's just estimate that her family started with $100,000 put together as capital. To grow to $8 billion in 10 years would mean a compounding rate of 55,000% a year. 55,000%. They went to 72,000 employees. That is crazy compounding. (laughs) And that is the crazy compounding of billionaires. And how about somebody a little bit better known, Kylie Jenner, who might have started with around $100,000 for her cosmetic company in four years, sold half of it for $600 million, valuing the whole company at $1.2 billion. And I calculated that her rate of return was 462,000% per year for four years. So that is crazy compounding of billionaires. And I'm not trying to depress you or overwhelm you or make you feel like that's impossible for you. What I'm trying to say is that there's opportunity around us if you open your mind. If you're stuck at 0.25% and you're saying, I don't see where I can get higher compounding rates, then you need to see what's possible. And if it's not something that you can do yourself in a business, maybe it's a business you can invest in. That's all kinds of things that we use, that we buy, that are all around us, that if we pay attention, they might be a business that we could invest in early on. When Dell Computer was started by Michael Dell out of his college dorm room, who would know that that company would grow 90,000% 
But maybe the people that first bought Dell computers might have realized they were onto a new trend and something that might become more mainstream, more popular, might have a phenomenal amount of growth ahead of it if everyone wanted to own a personal computer. So paying attention to the things that you buy, that you use, whether you're an entrepreneur, you use something in your business, or whether you are a consumer and enjoy certain products, finding out if they're publicly traded companies, finding out if that's something you can invest in, just being aware, that can certainly open the door to possibilities for you. You don't have to be the entrepreneur that's building the company. But that's kind of like finding a needle in a haystack. It's not easy. And you have to unfortunately find a lot of duds that aren't going to work out to find that one needle that's going to work. If it were easy, trust me, these professional hedge fund managers would be making it happen, and they're not. But you also have another way, and that's a lower risk way. I'd like to pause for a moment and say, when it comes to marketing your business, it's all about reaching the right audience at the right time and connecting with them when your message will resonate the most. So if you want to target your customers where they are engaging every day and when they are ready to make a decision, LinkedIn can help you. When you advertise on LinkedIn, the world's largest professional network, you have the opportunity to build long-term relationships with your customers. Relationships that often translate into high-quality leads, website traffic, and higher brand awareness. The first step, talking to the right audience. With a community of over 575 million professionals on LinkedIn, you have access to a diverse group of people searching for the things they need to grow professionally. LinkedIn has the marketing tools to help you target your customers with precision, down to their job title, company name, and industry. Because better targeting equals a message your customers care about, which in turn leads to more trust built with your customers. In fact, four out of five customers who are on LinkedIn are decision makers at their companies. So you're building relationships that really matter. And here's a special savings for you. To redeem a free $100 LinkedIn ad credit and launch your first campaign, go to linkedin.com forward slash wealthy. That's linkedin.com slash wealthy for your free $100 ad credit. Terms and conditions apply. And now back to our podcast. Follow the model that most professional financial advisors use, which is to diversify across different asset classes. So what I mean by that is I always talk about having some of your money in large companies, medium-sized companies or mid-caps, small capitalization companies, small caps, those under $2 billion in market value, for example, having some in international companies, some in emerging markets. Diversifying across different asset classes is one of the easiest ways to make sure that you own something that is doing well. You're not putting all your chips on red and spinning on a roulette wheel. You're diversifying your portfolio so that you are diversified across different assets. They don't always go up and down at the same time and you're not taking undue risk. The other thing you can do is use sector ETFs to add some additional oomph to your portfolio. And by that, I mean, rather than trying to pick the next Apple, you could choose an ETF that invests just in computers. And that way you don't have to pick the computer company that's going to be the next winner. You own them all, or you own the largest of them anyway. 
You can do that with 5 to 20% of your portfolio and not be taking undue risk by having too much money in any one sector. Those are easy ways to get a lot of extra compounding without trying to find that needle in the haystack, without taking a lot of extra risk. Investing in trends is very powerful, and that's part of cycles. When you can see what trends are coming into being, they can be used to get you to higher compounding rates. So we've talked about some crazy compounding rates. And again, the idea is not to feel like everyone else has been getting those rates of return, but you, that's not true. That's why a lot of these companies that grow fast are actually called unicorns because they are very rare. 80% of businesses go out of business within five years. So you don't want to try to find the next winner necessarily yourself by just throwing darts at companies or blindly trying to pick one. Stay diversified, use ETFs, use a good asset allocation model so that you're taking sound financial steps. And I'll leave you with this story. Warren Buffett was talking to a hedge fund manager, someone who invests money for multimillionaires and billionaires, some of the richest people in the world. And they made a bet. The billionaire hedge fund manager said, I think I can do better than the S&P 500 by investing the way I invest and picking companies that are going to outperform. And Warren Buffett said, go ahead. I don't think you can. I think the S&P 500 will do better than you will. So they made that bet. And for a year, the manager tried his hardest with all of the top equipment, with staff, with computers, with knowledge, armed with everything in the financial world to try and outperform the S&P 500. And at the end of the year, the professional manager had not outperformed the S&P 500. So you see, getting all worked up about trying to find the next unicorn that's going to outperform the S&P 500 is very, very difficult. And that wasn't the point of talking about crazy compounding. The point was just to get you to open your mind, think differently about it, and to understand that the tools that we have at our fingertips with the S&P 500, with mid-cap ETFs, small-cap ETFs, etc., to build a portfolio with decent compounding rates, taking steady action and investing regularly into a portfolio like that is enough to get you to financial freedom. So now let's talk about some compounding rates because at the beginning I said it wasn't that difficult to become a millionaire. So let's talk about the path for you to get there. First of all, your path of least resistance is always going to be your 401k because you've got tax advantages there, your money grows without tax, you're not taxed on the dollars going in, and oftentimes your employer will match it and give you some free money. Even if your employer doesn't match it, that's okay. It's still a great saving and investing vehicle for you. And a 401k now allows you in 2020 to contribute $19,500 per year. And let's say you contributed that for 20 years and were able to earn 10% year in, year out on average in the stock market, you would accumulate $1.359 million. If you're over age 50, the good news is you're allowed to have a catch-up contribution of $6,500 
and that means every year you can max out your 401k with $26,000. If you contributed $26,000 a year for 20 years and earned 10% in the stock market year in and year out, you would accumulate $1.8 million in your 401k. Now, let's say that you're starting with a lump sum of $100,000 in your account and you're not contributing anything to that account. Well, if you could earn 10% on that money in 20 years, that would grow to over a million dollars, a million fifty thousand dollars to be exact. So think of it this way, for every $100,000 that you can invest for 20 years at 10%, there's an extra million dollars for you. What if you don't have a 401k or you're not able to contribute as much? Maybe you're only able to contribute $500 a month, $6,000 a year. Well, you can put that into an IRA and if you invested for 30 years at 10%, that would equal almost $1.2 million, $1.19 million. So there you have it. Just the compounding rate of 10% is going to be enough to get you on the path to a million dollars. Remember my friend's billionaire employer who wanted his 10% every year. And that's how he thought. He just wanted to compound his money at 10%. He didn't take a lot of extra risk, but he also wasn't letting his money sit in a low interest bearing savings account. He got his 10% every year and he became a very wealthy man who donated a building for his art collection and has his name on the front of it. And all he was concerned about was his 10% rate of return. A few times a year, I do record episodes about the top performing ETFs. So go to my website at lindapjones.com forward slash podcasts and look at the whole Wealth Mentoring Library of podcasts I have there. And you'll be able to see some of the top performing ETFs that are doing extremely well, whether that's technology ETFs or healthcare or biotech. There are some outstanding performers that are compounding at high rates on a long-term basis that I think you're going to really like adding to your portfolio. That's an easy solution to using 5 to 20% of your portfolio for fast-growing sectors without having to find that needle in the haystack. And don't forget, we still have our review contest going on and your chances of winning something are amazing. I'm giving away 10 of my Wealthy Mindset Blueprint audio sets valued at $197 to help you have a wealthier mindset and overcome limiting beliefs. I'm giving away 10 of my You're Already a Wealth Heiress books, which were named to the list of best wealth books of all time by Book Authority. And I'm giving away five one-on-one wealth mentoring sessions with me. All you need to do is leave a podcast review on iTunes and that will get your name in the drawing one time. If you have an Android phone, you can leave your review on stitcher.com, that's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com, and that will get your name in the drawing one time. And if you've read The Wealth Heiress book, and you leave a book review on Amazon, that will get your name in the drawing two times. Names of winners will be drawn in mid-March, and I'll be announcing it on the podcast. That's all for today. Until next time, Live the good life and be wealthy and smart. 
Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.